0: welcome to another episode of bucks and six a milwaukee bucks podcast brought to you by fans first sports network my name is steven dorf and alongside me as always is my co-host hershey winkelman check us out on social media we're on instagram and twitter at bucks and six ffsn and then you can find this and the rest of our podcast on apple or spotify so turn those notifications on so you can be up to date with all of our most recent episodes on today's podcast we are going to cover the bucks uh, recent win against the Heat, which actually clinches us the uh, number one seed in the East for the first ever uh, NBA in season tournament. So that's really exciting. Uh, and then, and then in the uh, second half of the episode, like usual, we're gonna uh, talk about the uh, upcoming game against the Chicago Bulls. Um, but yeah, so Hirsch Bucks, uh, another tight one tonight. I know in the last episode we said if you know Tyler doesn't play and if Jimmy doesn't play, we should have no problem. However, we. <laughs> The Heat are always, the Heat are all, I don't know why we forget about this, me specifically. I I remember last year in the playoffs, uh, I was like, we should have no problem with this team. It's that Heat culture, man. It's always that next man up. We saw it tonight. Bucks looked like they were actually going to, you know, come out the gates really strong. The first six minutes, we were up 15 to four. Um, But yeah, Hirsch, how did uh, tonight's game make you feel?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly just happy that, you know, we came out with a win uh you know and you mentioned the heat culture we did see you know those those new jerseys that the heat had that said heat culture on them as well as you know that that red and black court which is in my opinion pretty ugly but um definitely good to see um this was a game i personally really wanted us to win just because i want to see kind of how this in-season tournament plays out i'm I'm pretty interested in it and i think it's kind of cool and i'd love to see the box win it so you know going four and oh and securing that spot in the in the uh, elimination round, uh, that's really important, I guess. I mean, for me especially. So, you no, know, definitely good to see there. Um, and, yeah, like you mentioned, you know, just the heat with their coaching, their culture. Bam out of bio had a great night as well. Um, you know, they're just a well-coached, well-run organization and team all the way down. And, you know, they can put up a fight without, you know, their two two of their best scores. So, I mean, just happy to see that the Bucks were able to pull it out and, you know, yeah, kind of, you know, come back a little bit and, you know, take that lead and, you know, win. It was really nice to see. Absolutely. Um,
0: you know, keeping with that good news, Chris Middleton, you know, he came back tonight. I was pretty shocked to see it. Didn't expect it at all. You know, how frustrated I was on the last podcast. Uh, so I'm really pleasantly surprised to see that he was back. Uh, I'm hoping that he'll stay healthy. Uh, Hirsch, props to you for, you know, staying in check there and, uh, you, you kind of knew what the deal was, so I'll give you props for that, but unfortunately, Pat Connington hurt his right ankle, I believe it was, on a layup. Uh, He made the layup, but yeah, he saw him twist that ankle on the way up, and he uh, was out for the rest of the game, so hopefully he is back uh, relatively soon, but yeah, Bucs uh, have been struggling to keep their wings healthy this year, Hirsch. Uh, at one game, it's Jay Crowder, then Chris, and now Pat, so these guys got to stay healthy, Um, but perimeter defense, man, really, really bad tonight. Uh, Like I said, it looked like it was going to get off to a good start for the Bucs. We only allowed two baskets in the first six minutes of the game, but the Heat ultimately shot 47% from three on the night and all of their players feasted, Hirsch, without Jimmy Butler, without Tyler Hero. So how concerned are you about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely something that you know the Bucs are going to have to work on. It's probably our biggest weakness at this point um and you know it's it's something that Chris Middleton mentioned after the game when he was interviewed on the court um you know he specifically talked about you know that he needs to step up defensively and that you know he's not where you know he kind of used to be and you know i mean we 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 saw Andre Jackson come in tonight and he he played well for a little bit but you know he was only in for three minutes, so I mean that's not really giving him enough time. And you know Marshawn picked up you know a lot of fouls. You know it's it, they're they're young player fouls, but he needs to he needs to you know kind of hold back on those. And you know I think it's something you know whether it be you know we, we need to add a perimeter guy or you know we have that guy on our team they're going to need to figure it out, you know, relatively soon. I mean, we are, we are winning these games. So it's not like, you know, it's, it's something that you need to like burn the house down and like freak out about, but um, definitely something that you kind of want to see get short up here, you know, relatively soon.
0: Yeah. And I will. So we've talked about this a lot with Malik Beasley, not, you know, being a fit starter for this team and he's actually played really well offensively. So, you know, you got to give him credit for that. But I think, you know, the big issue with this team right now, Hirsch is that, our, you know, our point of attack defender choices are between Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton, and Malik Beasley. That's <laughs> that that leaves you, uh, you know, pretty handicapped on defense. Malik, I mean, these guys are all offensive first players. Chris Middleton, you know, five six years ago was a pretty good defender, but a lot of uh, lower body injuries have hindered that. I mean, we've seen his lateral quickness just decline significantly over the last couple years. But yeah, I think it just. again i don't think we really need to trade for alex caruso i know people have been like talking about that for the past week or so two weeks but i don't think we need to do that i really just think that we need to groom marjan we need to groom andre jackson one of those two into a capable starter both of them have shown flashes this year hirsch uh marjan struggled you know since his uh, uh ankle injury that he's come back from but andre jackson has shown promise i Three minutes played tonight, but hit two threes, offensive
1: rebound, played great defense. So I want to see more uh, game time from him. Definitely. And we're going to need those guys, you know, down the stretch to have, you know, that that in-season experience, you know, throughout the year. Um, that's kind of what we were harping on Coach bond about last year is like, how are you going to be able to play Marjan in the playoffs if you're not playing him throughout the regular season? You don't know kind of what he can bring you. Uh, I feel like that's kind of the same case here with Andre Jackson, but we are kind of we are seeing him out there you know, relatively often. I mean, he had, has, he has had a couple games where he's been around 14, 15 minutes. Uh, so that's been good to see. But, you know, another thing with Bobby Portis, man, he's, he's been, you know, struggling recently. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, we did see, you know, him have multiple 17, 18, 19 point games in a row. And we thought, wow, you know, Bobby Portis is our guy. He's our X factor. Um, and, you know, now he's in a bit of a slum. So definitely going to need him to start knocking down, you know, his shots and being a threat offensively, the energizer, you know, in that second quarter that we need him to be. Yeah. I mean, over the last four games, Bobby's
0: put up six points a game, 35% from the field and 25% from three. And on our last podcast, I said that, you know, the biggest thing that Bobby Portis brings to this team, you know, in terms of his fit with Giannis is that he can stretch the floor when he's not stretching the floor. I mean, he, we, everybody knows he's not a great defender and at times he is a liability on that side of the ball, but when he's not hitting his threes, there's no, like, there's really no way to play him. There's no fit. So I have confidence in Bobby. I think that he can get back to that. I mean, we've seen him do it. Uh, he's been on this team for a few years now. He's a fan favorite. He's a great energizer. And I think he'll get back to it. I think he's just in a little bit of a early mid-season slump. If that's what you want to call it.
1: Yeah, Definitely. Um, you know, I've seen some people, you know, say that they, you know, want to trade him or a guy like Pat Connington, you know, to, to pick up a guy like you mentioned, Alex Caruso, maybe a Dorian Finney Smith from the Brooklyn Nets. Um, just a, you know, a better perimeter defender that would kind of shore up, you know, us defensively, especially being where we are currently. Um, you know, is that something you'd kind of be, you know, there for? I mean, I know Pat's your guy. You love him. I mean, obviously, Bobby, you just mentioned he's a fan favorite. So, I mean, everyone loves these guys, but like, are they, is it something you're willing to do if it, you know, brings us one step closer to a championship? So, yeah, I mean, on one
0: hand, I understand that like, it's a business and certain moves need to be made, but on the other, I just think that it's too early. I mean, I was saying earlier, like, I think we need to groom Marjan or Andre Jackson into that, you know, fifth starter, that lockdown defender who can also hit an open three when need be. Uh, it's just too early right now. I think, I mean, Bo- Bobby Portis is a really good basketball player and I'm sure he could start on a lot of other teams. And I'm sure there are teams that are very interested in him. If it means we can get Alex Caruso down the road, if, you know, Marjan and Andre Jackson continue to, you know, be up and down inconsistent, maybe yeah. around trade deadline, I'd be more open to looking into that. But right now, yeah, I just
1: want to see what we got with the guys we have. Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, I've seen a lot of people uh, clamoring for trades all over, you know, social media, like you mentioned, and I definitely think we should hold on to Bobby. I think Pat, you know, is definitely more of a trade piece at this point. Uh, just, you know, being, you know, how, how productive he can be. Um, I know, you know, you probably don't like that being that, you know, you're a huge Pat fan, but, um, you know, looking at Damon Giannis, you know, recently they've they've been, you know, kind of what we were expecting coming into the year. Uh, when you look at just having two superstar caliber guys um, and, you know, both of them averaged over 30 points last season. Uh, they were the first pairing ever to, you know, average 30 points per game in the previous season. And we've seen them both score over 30 in their last three games, Steve. Uh, last eight, you know, they've been putting up, you know, they're relatively this, you know, their their numbers that they've had for their careers. So, you know, just just having these guys out here. Uh, just playing elite basketball, being the superstars that they are. This Bucks team looks very, very formidable. Yeah. I mean, when you have
0: two guys that can combine for 60 points a game, every game, and then, you know, and then give you that upside of 70, 80, we, which we've seen this year. It's, it's really, really scary. There, there's no, there's going to be no answer. And I mean, when we got Dame, a lot of people like to make the Shaq Kobe, you know, comparison and, this is something like that. I mean, you have two guys that are uh, high volume scorers that can both score at a very high uh, efficiency as well. I mean, Dame in the last eight games has put up 29 a game and shot 40% from three Giannis 31 and a half uh, 62% from the field. So it's just such a luxury. And then, you know, you have Chris Middleton, who's still trying to figure it out, get healthy. We've talked about him. Brooke Lopez has has shined this year on defense and had uh, great offensive games as well. And then you get Malik Beasley, who's been one of the best three point shooters in the NBA this year. This team has it going on offense. The defense is totally the question right now. It's something that they're going to need to figure out and continue to work at. But offensively, this team is starting to really, really click.
1: Definitely. I mean, and when you look at the pairing of Giannis and Dame, you know, they're, they're, they're scoring and then they're kind of operating at two different levels of, you know, the offense, which I think is super, super beneficial, especially when you look at a, a pairing like a Shaq and Kobe, uh, even like a like a Tony Parker and Tim Duncan kind of pairing uh, any of those like you no know, guard big pairings that we've seen throughout history tend to tend to win championships. I mean, we, we've seen multiple uh, different guard big pairings that are, you know, with two generational talents, which which we have. And, you know, they're they're, you know, they 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 normally are successful is what is what we've seen uh throughout. And you know, having a guy like Damian Lillard also, you know, in the clutch, I mean he's been incredible for us. Steve, if you want to just, you know, kind of go throughout through uh, you know, what Dame's done for us this year throughout the clutch. Uh yeah, I mean Damian
0: Lillard was leading the league in clutch points coming into this game. Uh I believe he's still gonna hold on to that. Uh he had nine points in the clutch tonight, sixty-five uh points in the clutch this year. Uh not only does he lead our team in that, uh, I believe that he still has more clutch points than everybody else on our team combined. I mean, he is that level of a player. Uh, this team is built to win playoff games, Hirsch. I mean. All of our games, have the last six games at least, have been uh, very, very close games, except for one of them. We won by double digits, but we're putting up a lot of points in the fourth quarter, Hirsch. Uh, I believe we're averaging like 38 points in the fourth quarter uh, in the last six games. So we know how to put up points when it matters most, and that's what I've been saying about this team. Uh, They play their best basketball in the big games and when they matter most.
1: Definitely, I mean, and you, you texted me even through the uh, during the game tonight. You said, you know, the Bucks play their best basketball, you know, down the stretch here when we really need it, and you know that's what we saw tonight. You know, over and over again, hitting clutch threes. Damian Lillard, you know, looked like he was, you know, vintage Dame, hitting three after three, long buckets, um, just drilling them. You know, it, it was it was gorgeous to see, um, and you know he, he's really a game changer when it comes to closing. Um, you know, I do want to give some credit to Chris Middleton uh down the stretch it also you know was one of those games where you know we looked like we had two uh you know two great closers with Chris and with uh with Dame and that that also is something that you know needs to be mentioned is the fact that we have two go-to stores down the stretch who can score at all three levels uh not to mention Giannis is then the third option uh and he's you know a two-time MVP and you know probably a top 15 player already of all time so um just looking at that, I mean, I think this team, especially in the playoffs, you know, when the pace slows down, when it's a lot more half-court basketball, um, a lot less turnovers and stuff like that. You know, you're gonna you're gonna see these guys kind of operate, especially you know, looking at Damian Lillard throughout his career as well. He's been more of a second half of the season type of guy. You know, when it comes to January and February and March, he really steps up his game even more at different levels. So. You know, I I I'm really excited come playoff time, and I think you know this in season tournament is you know a chance to see us uh to see these guys in some high stakes basketball throughout the season, Steve.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is uh you know what you could say is some good uh, early postseason practice. Um, but we're gonna take a quick break,
1: and then we'll be right back, and we're gonna talk about the upcoming game against Chicago. And we're back on the Bucks and Six podcast. My name is Hershey Winkleman. He's Stephen Dorf. Uh, we're gonna tell uh, just quick preview of the Buck's upcoming game against the Chicago Bulls uh on Thursday the Bulls so far this season Steve they're five and 14 uh they've they've just been atrocious so far they've they're the ninth worst defense and the fifth worst offense so they they, they have a difficult time scoring and they have a difficult difficult time stopping people um you know we, we we've seen a lot in the media about Zach Levine, you know, possibly being a trade target, you know, maybe Demar Derozan, um, is is you know gettable. You know, we we we've seen all this, so, um, yeah, Steve, I guess just, I mean, I think this this is an easy win for the box, but you know, we we've seen the Bulls beat us in the past playoffs, tough, um, and and with guys like Zach Levine and Demar Derozan who you know can go off at any moment, I don't think you know they should take it lightly. Uh, for, by any means, but I, I I would be surprised if Milwaukee loses this one. I can tell you that. Well, yeah, just
0: looking at the Bulls injury report real quick, actually. DeMar and Zach both left their uh, game tonight against Boston. Uh, Zach didn't return. I'm not sure if uh DeMar did. I don't think he did, but as of right now, it seems like Zach Levine won't play against the Bucs. Uh, DeMar is questionable at the moment, so we'll see. But regardless, if either of these guys play, if both of them, just one of them, the Bucs should be able to beat this team. I say it every podcast, but I want to see us really get off to a good start. I think, you know, this game against the Heat, we were we were there. We were almost there. We the first six minutes played really good defense. We're scoring. Uh, I think that we're going to be able to <laughs> Thursday. I think that this is going to be the game where the Bucs are going to have a really strong first quarter and potentially a really nice blowout win for us.
1: Yeah, definitely going to need to stop Vucevic. Um, I know last game, you know, he was their leading scorer against us. We did a great job on Demar Derozan uh, throughout the game. And Zach Levine had an inefficient game, but, uh, you know, he's probably not going to be there, like you mentioned. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, on the other hand, you know, he he gives Brooke Lopez problems. Um, you know, throughout their careers, um, and you know, hopefully they're able to hem him in. But you know, without Zach Levine, and you know, possibly without Demar. You know that this is not even close to a game that the Bucks should should lose, um, especially you know with the momentum we've had. I believe we've only lost one game in like the last like two weeks or something. So, uh, just looking at that, looking at you know how the Bulls have played recently, uh, you know, I, I, I this is just not a good team. I personally, Steve, I mean, Steve, if okay, so let's so if you're the Bulls, you know, do, do you do you blow it up this year?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's been a long time coming. Uh, yeah, it's they're they're in what you'd like to call an NBA, or they have they were in NBA purgatory now, they're just (laughs) they're in a lot of trouble. Uh, yeah, they got to get rid of Zach, they got to get rid of Damar. I believe Damar's a free agent actually, uh, this year. So, and Vooch, right? No, Vooch just resigned. So they have Vooch resigned. Yeah, aging, it's an old roster, not too much young talent, if really any. Uh yeah it's 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 been time for them to blow it up the the whole Lonzo Ball situation really sucks I know that they got the uh, injured player uh, uh benefit or whatever that was so that helped them actually get Javon Carter but yeah no this team is going nowhere uh, I know Alex Caruso they're gonna have some guys that actually could impact other teams uh you know closer to trade deadline and in the playoffs
1: yeah I mean just looking at the Eastern Conference uh they they're only above you know the Wizards and the Pistons, I believe, who, you know, haven't, you know, they, they played tonight or, you know, either tonight or last night, but um, they played, Uh, they, they neither one of those teams has won a game in a long time, um, and, you know, just having the Bulls have the caliber of players like Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Nikola Vucevic, they, they, they just don't mesh, they don't fit, and I agree, Steve. I think this team needs to absolutely blow it up, um, but with names like that on the market, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, with the player movement pattern we've seen over the years, uh, you know, you know, where is Zach Levine going to end up? Where is DeMar DeRozan going to end up? You know, if Vush gets traded, which, you know, he could, where does he end up? Um, so I think those are all interesting storylines when when you look at the Bulls. But, you know, it's it's not a very bright future over there in Chicago, that's for sure. Uh, but I think that's going to be it for today's episode of the Bucks podcast. Uh, Make sure to leave a like, download, subscribe, and follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Boxing6FFSN. I'm Hershey Winkleman, he's Steven Dorr, and let's go Box!